1: little taste there of the group smith cottson and their song scars off their debut album and that beautiful bluesy guitar lead by Adrian Smith the longtime guitarist of heavy metal giants iron maiden hey this is patrick prince editor of gold mine magazine the music collectors magazine since 1974 and welcome back to the gold mine podcast a proud part of the Pantheon group of podcasts. Thanks for listening. Smith-Cottson is a collaboration of the aforementioned Adrian Smith and guitar singer Richie Kottson as they got together for this collaboration in the last few years. And finally, they released this simply titled smith Cotson album, which came out in March on BMG Records. And Adrian Smith even sings on this record, as well as Richie. And both have wonderfully bluesy voices that lend to their influences of energetic rock bands of the 70s. Bands like Bad Company, Thin Lizzy, Deep Purple, White Snake. Uh, with a modern production, of course. Um, listeners, if you like any of those 70s bands, you'll love this for sure. But Smith Kotzen is not Iron Maiden. They're not heavy metal. Think loud, energetic, classic rock, melodic, with great lead guitar, with feeling. The key word there is feeling. This is not a metallic shredding exercise. Anyway, our guest, Adrian Smith, will fill you in on all that. He'll give you a rundown on certain tracks from the smith Cotson album. Talk about maiden drummer Nico McBrain, who fills in on a track from the album. And Adrian's own 10 albums that changed my life in the May 2021 issue of Goldmine. So I'll be right back with Adrian Smith after this message. Hey, I'm Ronald Webb, and this is Patrick Prince. And together we host the Goldmine Radio Hour, the show that features the latest issue of Goldmine. The Music Collector's Magazine. Tune in Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on CygnusRadio.com. Congratulations on the new album, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you are you uh are you in England? are you calling in the wee hours in the morning
0: <laughs> no no i'm in uh I'm in Los Angeles
1: oh that makes more sense man so
0: yeah
1: with the album uh, let's go back to the wayback machine Where, when did you first meet richie and when did you really first connect or think i could uh you know i really connect with this guy creatively
0: well um I, I bought a uh, a place in in uh, in California a few years ago, well, about ten years ago. I've got family here, my, yeah. my wife's family from here. So uh, you know, there's a community of musicians here, and um, got to know Richie seven, eight years ago. You know, we sort of uh, go out with with the girls, you know, our wives, and and uh, have fun. And then I used to have parties, and and we, I've got like a studio here, and we we jammed a few times. And we had fun, you know, had had some people around and playing Bad Company and Free and Humble Pie stuff. And um, my wife actually said to me, why don't you you guys uh, do some writing together? And we we did, and we just hit it off, and we took
1: it from there. Wow. Were some of these songs written a while ago and you just had them on the back burner?
0: Well, we started... um, around January 2019 we had a first sort of writing session and we uh, we came up with a song Running and uh, the the sort of bare bones of the song Scars like that was in just an afternoon so we knew we had a chemistry I mean I've written with people before trying to sort of collaborate with people before. It doesn't always work, you know. You don't have a, a chemistry. You can just sit there staring at each other. You know, this is some quite well-known people I've, I've tried it with. But with Richie, you know, we just hit it off, you know. I'd come in with an idea. Uh, I'd sing a little bit, and then Richie's oh, I've got something that goes with that. And bang, bang, bang. We, before we knew it, we had, you know, uh, two or three songs, you know, and we had the sort of basis of an album.
1: Right. So it's really like... Um mutual songwriting it isn't i wrote a song he wrote a song and we all bring him in it's no. interesting
0: no so. it's always we we built it you know uh the song right the song running i had the riff i came in you know we'd set up in a, a studio we both have guitars plugged in both have a microphone and you know i'd sing something and play and then we put it down and then he'd put something and back and forth you know it was um it, it it's it's rare to get chemistry like that and um you got to sort of make the make the most of it as um, as you go. We, yeah, we we created songs pretty much, you know, on the spot. How
1: do, how do you decide at that point who takes the vocal lead? I mean, you mentioned scars, right? I mean, that's a pretty intense burner of a slow burn song. That's really bluesy and moody. Sometimes I feel like a helpless child. Looking for the sign How do you decide, okay, I'll sing that one? Does it just come natural? Like you just step up?
0: Totally, yeah. I mean, let's just say, we, we you know, I, I was noodling around with those opening chords and then I just i had that uh, melody in my head and, um, you know, sometimes I feel like a helpless child just sang that and that set the tone. And then Richie said, you know, and uh, then we we did the next section and, and Richie had that vocal on top and then he came up with the chorus. I think I had the chords and then Richie came up with the melody. So it's you know it's um sort of a you know a perfect sort of working relationship you know you just keep building the song and we wanted to craft the songs wanted the songs to be have a bit of edge to them but to be memorable you know and um you, you know hopefully you, it's songs that will um, people can 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 remember, you know, rather than just a load of shredding, you know. <laughs> Maybe some people thought that would be uh, what it would be, but it's really about the songs as much as it, sort of guitar playing, you
1: know. Right, and, and you have your experience experience with playing with uh, dual leads, or you know Dave Murray and Maiden. Yeah. So when it came time to pick leads, I'm sort I'm sure it was sort of like a, a diplomatic way of choosing, right?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, um we'd usually have a couple of different sections in in the song. Again, I'd say okay, we got up to this after the second chorus, now how about doing this for a solo? Mm. So I put something down and then Richie go, yeah, and then we go here and he puts something down. You know just just building, building. Um and you know, Richie um it's got a slightly different style to me. He's a much more technical player than me. So if the, if the section demanded it, you know, he'd play that or if it was more melodic and bluesy, I'd uh, put the solo down, you know. So it was it was kind of a, an unspoken thing, really. It just it happened really organically, which is a, a nice thing about it.
1: And 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 like Dave Murray, you richly compliment, You both compliment each other. It's not like you guys are shredders and you're competing for <laughs> in the competition. Oh, no.
0: I mean, we we just wanted to, you know, uh, we just wanted to, to, to write good songs and make a, make a good record, you know. Right. Okay. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I've never been really interested in that, you know, who can play faster than the other person. I, you know, it's not, music's not about that to me. It's nice to have that, you know, and I, I respect people who could do it, but, um, You know, for me, it's about, you know, moving, trying to move people, you know, Uh, you know, and myself, you know, it's something that that speaks to me, you know, when I I hear it. So uh, that's the idea, really. It's a bit more soul, soul, you know, and heart and soul, rather than how fast you can play.
1: (laughs) Yeah, really. How many hot dogs can you eat? (laughs) Like a competition, (laughs) right? Yeah. Um,
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: No, but it it, it is like you, you come from a different school of thought. Um you you come from that 70s blues rock, not the not the 80s uh and and I I like Joe Satriani or Ingve Malmsteen, but that's a different that's a different kind of school of thought.
0: I love I actually love Joe Satriani because yeah. I think he's is uh, one of the few guys who combines technique and feel. And I, I, I love what he does. I mean, that album, The Extremist, is one of my favorite mm. albums. Um, but you're right. I mean, I, the, my formative years, the, the thing that got me into this whole business was listening to, um, you know, um, Paul Kossoff out of Free. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Richie Blackmore at the time was was probably the closest that they had to a shredder, you know. Right. But, you um, all the, the guys in Thin Lizzy and, you know, Gary Moore and, you know, um, who, who had a lot of feel to their playing. A feel was always the most important thing to me, you know, yeah. just the uh, guys that could just play a few notes and just just get the job done, you know.
1: Yeah. I mean, recently you did a, a 10 albums that changed my life for Goldmine. I don't know if you remember. It was a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. And every album you picked was like the genetic code for this new album you just did. I mean, you got Deep Purple, Deep Purple, Free, Humble Pie, Thin Lizzy, The Who, Who's Next, Bad Company. Um, Every album is like, you could feel it in this album, this new album with Richie. Um, Like I said, it's like the genetic code. it's all yeah. all 70s and late 60s um for the most part right except for king's x and yeah 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 so yeah. uh it was perfect
0: but well, i think i think when you when you're young and you you know you that music hits you for the first time probably a lot of people have this experience in my generation um it's a, it's a revelation you know hearing that stuff and it stays in your blood, really. I mean, I still like, I still listen to it, and I still like to play it. I still, it still does it for me, you know. Um, you know I've listened to other things over the years, but I keep coming back to that. And I know, I had a, I had a thing about doing an album like this for 10, 15 years. I thought I'd really like to do like, a hard rock album with a bit of blues in it.
1: Yeah. Because
0: that's, it's a tribute to the, to the music that got me, inspired me in the first place, you know.
1: And not enough people. And, uh, you
0: know, it makes sense. And to, and to contribute some some new, uh, what they call classic rock now, you know, right. some new blood to it, you know. And people say keep the blues alive, but, you know, keep the rock alive as well. So there's a lot of people who like that kind of music. My generation, maybe a bit younger, maybe a bit older. You know, there's millions of people out there who still love that music. Just because it's not on the gravity, you know. Um, <laughs> I mean, right. it's, it's not valid, you know.
1: Yeah, someone said to me recently that after watching the Grammys, is rock dead? You know, I said, no, no, it's not. You know, there's this cycle that, you know, music seems, popular music seems to go through ever since rock and roll was invented. Um, It will come back. You know, even the who, even yeah, I mean, even the, I mean, the who's saying rock is dead. You
0: know, <laughs> it's not. Well, dead. I, don't, I don't think it, I don't think it is. I
1: mean, no, no, it's
0: not. You know, you you have classical music. You know, the music was written hundreds of years ago. Yeah. It's, still, it's still got a, an audience. Um, you know, it's 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 an art form to me. It is pop music by definition is is pop and it's gone. You know, that's why yeah. it's called pop music. Yep, it's music for the moment. You know, there are some some good Popeyes. I'm What's not saying I'm a, a good luck to them. You know, yeah. but you know, rock music is definitely a bit more substantial and it's a bit more soulful, Right. deeper. You know, and um, you know, it's uh, it's been a, it's always been important to me. I think it's been you know uh, got more important uh, during this lockdown. People people need entertainment. They need you know. Uh, I mean, I've spent a lot of time writing and in and playing in the studio. It's been uh, very therapeutic for me, you know. Although the Smith Cotson wasn't a lockdown project. It was it was complete before the lockdown, you know.
1: Yeah. Well that's that's uh one of the things that Iron Maiden's always been good about is that its members have done solo projects, right? I mean Steve Harris with British Line and you know, Bruce Dickinson with his yeah. own solo project. So there's been like an understanding uh, amongst the band. Um which I well, think yeah, is wonderful.
0: Yeah, it wasn't always like that. I mean, I did um, an album called ASAP back in the late 80s, and um, it caused a bit of a problem in the band because the music I, I did on that, was it was it was very different to what I made, and it was very uh, sort of AOR. You I never know, got a chance kind of to
1: hear Byron that. Adams. I got to hear that.
0: Yeah, it was... Um, I mean, I, I was very pleased with it, but... Um, it, it started the uh, uh, beginning, of the end of uh, for me and the, uh, my first yeah. and I maiden, and so you know it wasn't always cool to do solo albums, but now we're all older, yeah. uglier and wiser, and, and um, <laughs> you know part of the yeah part of part of the success of um, part of the success of uh, you know a reform uh, 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 you know getting back together is that we give each other more space and a right. bit more. Yeah, a bit more respect, so um, and you know, and it, it's not a threat to Iron Maiden. I love what I do with Iron Maiden, oh, yeah, it's very special.
1: And, but, and um, um,
0: you know,
1: I gotta yeah, go. give a tip of the hat to Nico McBrain, he really does a great job on the drums for Solar Fire, and that's my favorite track on Elm for one of the reasons you brought up Deep Purple, and that has a Deep Purple 70s purple feel and he does a great job of the fills and he he is on that track right Uh, it sounds like him Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah
0: Richie played, um, Richie Cottson played drums on a lot of it because we wrote, as we went along, you know, we had a drum kit set up. Richie, get behind the kit, he's a pretty good drummer. I play guitar, we put a, a backing track down and then we put bass on and build it. But uh, for Solar Fire, we thought it'd be nice to have someone guesting on it and Nick was <laughs> the first person we thought of. I mean, I've been a fan of Nick since before he was in Iron Maiden. He was in, he was in the Pat Travers band, yeah. who I loved, you know. And that's that's like you say that is a good old sort of kick-ass seventies rock song. I mean, uh, and he, you know, he just uh, he did a great job on it, Nick.
1: He, he poured some cayenne pepper on there. He uh... yeah,
0: yeah, a few fireworks. <laughs> but uh, you know, yeah.
1: Now, very good, yeah, very yeah, good he did a song. Great job. Um, you know, of course, there's taking my chances. That's a great single. Uh, it's perfect pick to show a seventies feel, but. Um, I think Solar Fire, man, that should, uh, you guys should look at that for, to give a push. That's a that's a All day. right,
0: yeah, have, yeah well, um, we'll probably have something else coming out at some point, uh, do another video, so maybe we'll do that one. We don't know yet.
1: Well, the thing is, is you got that nice combination of melody and guitar bite, and that's the classic hard rock band sound of the 70s you know whether it's Thin Lizzy or Whitesnake, yeah. you know that the old White Snake <laughs> yeah, the think, 70s White Snake Yeah yeah. yeah I think um um uh,
0: you know it, this was definitely a starting point you know the bands that inspire me but I think I think we've taken it you have. to other places as yes, well
1: Yes you have you know yeah.
0: um uh, you you need a starting point and that's certainly a massive inspiration all that 70s stuff Yeah, but something like running the song running, it it starts off kind of your your typical chugging, um, you know, hard rock. But then the chorus is very melodic and it's very, very fresh-sounding to me. sounds fresh to me, not like a like a, just a rehash of... of
1: you couldn't uh, get that sound the in the 70s. Be... Right, you couldn't get that sound. Uh, what I meant is the feel, but you couldn't get that yeah, studio yeah. sound in the, of running in the 70s. You're, you're right. Absolutely. Yeah, it has a very sort of... Um,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. it, but it still has that, that sort of blues thing to it as well. It,
1: it does. And you guys are also putting out... Um, let's see, you got a limited edition red red smoke effect colored vinyl and uh, yeah
0: it's really cool yeah it looks yeah. really nice um, uh, colored vinyl um, there's a few other things on the uh, com. they got uh, you know these bundles where you can g- get signed stuff and uh, there's some signed albums on there uh, different bundles different uh, merchandising so uh, I guess you, you need a bit more than just the record these days because you do, you know. We we just hope people will get behind and uh, support the album because, you know, um, it, it keeps things keep rolling along. It, it helps, it enables us to to make more of this kind of music, which I think you know is needed really, uh, because there's a lot of people who love it. You know.
1: Well, I think this kind of thing and Goldmine's always been about you know music collecting and vinyl. I think this is what the music industry needed, this collector mentality, because you have MP3s and streaming. It's hard for a musician or a band to make money off of that, you know? Um, Yeah.
0: It's a bit soulless, isn't it? Um, Yeah. You know, the way they just take the music and then just stream it. I mean, the whole thing about, you know, supporting a band and, and going and buying their record and, you know, because you are supporting them. Yeah, and you know, I feel for younger bands now because how do you get yourself established? You know, when I made started out, you know, it was the, the, the gigs used to cost us money to do. So yeah. any albums we sold would enable us to stay on the road more, promote a band. It was just a, a cycle. But but now, I mean, I, it's
1: you know, it's easy it, now. Well, it must it's be very difficult. Well, it's easy well, for the consumer to get the. Music, it's almost yes. too easy. And when I was a kid, yes. to get the new piece of mine album, I had to take a bus an hour away yeah. <laughs> yeah. and wait yeah. for the record store to open and hope that I was yeah. the guy in line to get the album before it was sold out. Now, wow. kids can't imagine it yeah. now, right? Yeah,
0: that's <laughs> no, just a touch of- <laughs> Just touch a few buttons and
1: then uh, maybe buy one song, you know. But yeah. no, it's a different. It's a different, and it's going to change again. But you got to roll with the punches, and
0: yeah, yeah.
1: I'm glad that you. You know, I like vinyl. I don't know how you feel about vinyl, but I I like the sound of vinyl. So uh, I yeah, never, I never gave up on it. Even even has a
0: smell to it, you know. I, I mean, yeah. to the, to the it's got that vinyl smell, yeah, it's nice. Plus you can see you can read the album, can't be read the lyrics and you
1: know Well yours is gonna have CD a black a yours is gonna have a black smoke effect, so that will go with the smell. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um New flavor. So now with the, a tour, will there be a tour? Uh I know the pandemic you have to take into consideration, but um Will there be something for fans what? to see?
0: Well, we wanted to, you know, um, we, the the album's out on the 26th of March, and we we were planning to hit the road in April, you know, yeah, before the Maiden stuff started up. Yep. Um But um, who knows now? Yeah. Um, I don't think we're going to get out on the road in April, and uh, maybe at the end of the year. Yeah. Um We'll certainly prepare in the event. Um, um we'll think about you know recruiting a rhythm section and that. We've already started thinking about that was already started thinking about uh, working on new songs as well so this would hopefully be an ongoing project and you know we're really proud of the album and we'd like to, to take it and play it on stage you know take it out to people you know um you know we both enjoy uh, performing so uh, you know hopefully at the end of the year we'll, we'll get it get out there and, and do some shows
1: well talk about 70s you can old school it and Open up for Maiden, you could play, and then go and oh, play a Maiden. <laughs> uh, I don't
0: think I could do that. Uh, bands that'd have be uh, that'd be, too, that'd be too confusing. I mean, bands I, have it's, done it's, that. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, back I in the old days,
1: you know, that's when it was less production going on. Now it's you know, it's a mass yeah. entertainment. So. Um, be, yeah, yeah. It, it, it would be a lot different. Um, well, yeah. I hope you do get a chance to tour. Um, I'll be rooting you on, man. And whoever did the production did, uh, I don't know who produced it. They did a hell of a job. Um, I don't know if Richie was well, a part Richie of
0: and I produced it, man.
1: Yeah, you guys did a great job. Great job on it. And
0: Kevin Shirley, uh, Kevin Shirley mixed it. Uh, he's the guy who does Maiden oh really as well as many other bands Yeah, oh, I didn't the, know he mixes stuff we produced it
1: wow you guys got some nice chops man uh, producing so um, there's also a future there for
0: <laughs> uh-huh. yeah you never know you never know
1: when you get near 80 when rock stars you know have their second life um. alright hey, man
0: I'm going deaf already so okay alright <laughs> take,
1: take care well, man talk to you. all the best thank you uh, bye thank you for listening to the Goldman Podcast thank you Adrian Smith and if you can pick up the new Smith Cotson album it's titled Smith Cotson. and like I said anyone who likes Thin Lizzy and that type of melodic hard rock will really like this album and also pick up the May edition of Goldmine on the newsstand with Barnes & Noble, or Books A Million Newsstands, or select indie record stores. And Adrian Smith did a 10 Elms That Changed My Life, and he lists the 10 Elms that influenced him the most. A few surprises, but you'll see that, but it totally makes sense when you read all the albums. It defines as guitar playing. Okay, so we'll see you next time on the Goldmine Podcast, and don't forget to go to goldlinemag.com for exclusive content, among other things. Thanks. See you next time.